pretty much through me being involved with crypto for a while, I've seen a lot of different ways the market has been manipulated and I've been caught up with all of them. So it's endemic. I mean, it's pretty widespread. Well, as a commodities lawyer, what we're seeing is huge amounts of fraud, almost too much fraud to even to address. This is Fair and Square, a podcast from Federis. I'm Sophie Camo. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether. These are all examples of different cryptocurrencies. Since Bitcoin's creation in 2009, cryptocurrencies have only gained popularity. Many people herald cryptocurrency for being decentralized and using blockchain technology. While they do hold a lot of social capital, there is real money and real risks involved. This concerned the team at Federis, leading us to ask the question, are consumers being harmed by market manipulation on cryptocurrency exchanges? Let's start by explaining a few things. First, exchanges. Cryptocurrencies are traded on online cryptocurrency exchanges like Binance, Gemini, and FTX. These exchanges allow people to purchase and trade cryptocurrencies like you would on a traditional market, such as the New York Stock Exchange. Another important thing to understand is market manipulation. So, what exactly is market manipulation? I'm Andres Brito. I'm a coin analyst here at Federes. Well, market manipulation is just this catch-all term that basically refers to um, intentionally inflating or deflating a stock price um, through false pretenses. There are lots of ways people can manipulate markets, and there are quite a few big market manipulation events, but we'll be focusing on one. The event happened on Binance on July 26, 2021, when big market players manipulated the price of Bitcoin future contracts to liquidate short sellers on Binance. Okay, I know that's a lot of market jargon. Let me break it down. Short selling is when you bet that the value of an asset will go down, and futures contracts are a legal agreement to buy or sell an asset at an agreed price at a specific time in the future. And what happens when a trader gets liquidated? The money they bet on the exchange, in this case, betting that the price of a Bitcoin would go down in the future, goes to the seller, aka the big market players. This means that the trader loses their position and they lose any money they put onto the exchange. To better understand this, I spoke to Matt Ranger, a data scientist who runs a blog, Single Lunch, where he tackles lots of topics, cryptocurrency manipulation being one of them. And this part where you're forced to transact by your broker or your bank, or in the case of cryptocurrency, by the centralized exchange, is key. Because you're forced to create a transaction uh, in a way that is maximally bad for you, um, someone can engineer a situation where you'd be forced to sell at the worst price. Because the cryptocurrency market is like a poker table where, you know, if I'm forced to sell, I'm selling to someone, and that someone can put themselves opposite of me, then if they can both fo force me to sell and also be opposite of me at the moment at which I'm forcing to sell, they're basically putting their hand in my pocket and taking money away. And what that means is that all of these people who were short got cleared <laughs> and all of their money went to the people who were, you know, ooh, surprisingly selling at that exact moment for a very, very high price. This manipulation event caused the price of Bitcoin futures contracts to jump over $10,000 in the span of four minutes. 
So <laughs> obviously the, the big traders are the one winning, right? All this is verifiable by downloading minute-level data from Binance using their free API, which is what Federis did. So what we did was we got the data for Bitcoin Spot and Bitcoin US Dollar Tether uh, futures. And using this data, we you know you can see a very sharp spike in the price of Bitcoin USDT futures between 1 and 1.01 a.m. And you can also see you know manipulative trading patterns in the Binance order books around three minutes before this event happened. The team then calculated possible damages to the consumers from this event. So essentially we found that the manipulation event inflated Bitcoin prices by roughly 11%. By comparing the average Bitcoin price pre-event to the average Bitcoin price post-event. And what's notable about the event is that this price increase persisted throughout the day. So throughout all of July 26th, you had this inflated price. Um, you had this price inflation caused by this manipulation event. And in those days, Bitcoin's average daily trading volume was around 30 billion. So if you have 30 billion trading volume, 11% being artificially inflated, you could have damages in the billions. This event closely resembles spoofing, a tried and true market manipulation technique. Spoofing is when you place a fake sell order to entice people to place buy orders. The key is you have no intention of actually selling your asset. Now, how is all of this possible? Normally, an exchange and a clearinghouse would be separate. A clearinghouse facilitates transactions that occur on exchanges. In the case of Binance, the exchange is the clearinghouse. On a traditional exchange, there are people that would notify you if you were about to be liquidated, allowing you to either put more money on the exchange or lose your position. On Binance, however, they do not notify you if you are about to be liquidated. It's automatic. While this is a key difference between cryptocurrencies and traditional assets, it's not the only one. You know, a share traded on the, on the stock market represents equity in a company. Um, a company which has employees, makes a product which people buy, that product generates income for the company. You know, there's some sort of fundamental value there. Whereas for cryptocurrencies, that's not really the case. Um, but at the moment, a lot of their market value seems to come almost entirely from speculation or hype about future adoption um, and price growth. And another key way that cryptocurrencies differ from traditional assets? There are regulations and laws that govern what you can do on a stock exchange. Um, companies, you know, they have to provide transparency to their shareholders, you know, you have annual reports, quarterly updates, minutes of general meetings. Ah, uh, yes. Rules and regulations. Traditional markets have laws that businesses and investors have to follow if they want to participate. Unlike traditional stock markets, cryptocurrency markets are not regulated. Some exchanges, like Gemini, self-regulate, while others, like Binance, choose not to. This leaves unregulated exchanges ripe for manipulation, where rich investors have the means and the know-how to manipulate the market in their favor. This is where retail traders are most vulnerable. The problem with crypto right now is that it's very widespread and culturally relevant, so a lot more people who know even less are losing a lot more money. Because it's not being traded on a market that's actively regulated. This is how manipulation events, like the ones on July 26th, continue to happen on cryptocurrency exchanges.
We spoke to an active cryptocurrency trader to get his take on manipulation and regulation. Well, my name is Lewis Raskin, and I became a full-time crypto trader probably mid-2018. Lewis invested in cryptocurrency while working in another job, but eventually decided to do it full-time. You want to give trading a shot, or if you want to go in and try to trade the different cryptocurrencies, you absolutely need to understand how you will be manipulated and how the prices are manipulated to trick you and to basically steal your Bitcoin or steal what other cryptocurrencies you're investing to. And there are a lot of different ways that whales or exchanges or groups of people manipulate the markets in order to extract as much value from it and basically manipulate people into making the wrong decisions. Unlike Lewis, not everyone is trading cryptocurrency full-time, nor do they have the knowledge about manipulation tactics, leaving them vulnerable. Even if they did have the knowledge, however, that does not mean they would be spared. Manipulation can occur in a matter of minutes at any time and any day, making it nearly impossible for an average trader to protect themselves from these tactics. Yeah, I don't think people really grok the level of insane market manipulation that's actually happening in the crypto markets, and it truly is insane. Like, Meet Stephen Deal, a software engineer in the financial services industry. All the kind of worst excesses that have been kind of pushed out by the securities framework that we put in place in like the 1930s are back. An event like this one resembles spoofing tactics that have been around for a very long time. There are other similar examples of manipulations that have occurred on regulated markets, two of them being a JP Morgan case and a Morgan Stanley case. Um, and this type of manipulation where you've spoofed an order to trigger a short squeeze kind of resembles some of the conduct that we've seen in regulated markets of like, you know, the JP Morgan Treasuries Futures case and the Morgan Stanley French Bonds case. You know, they also spoofed orders um, Although this type of manipulation, this particular event on Binance was quite a bit more sophisticated. Nevertheless, the conduct is similar. The outcome? They were ultimately fined $920 million by the Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC. Yes, you heard that right, $920 million. And they had to admit to spoofing orders in the U.S. Treasury's futures market. Now, the biggest problem with taking action like this against cryptocurrency manipulators, the lack of regulation. So it's not currently regulated by, um, by the SEC or the CFTC in any real way. There is very little that can be done. That was David Covell, a lawyer and managing partner of law firm Kirby McEnany. And we specialize in financial frauds. Uh, we bring cases on behalf of people who have been harmed by financial frauds. And my particular specialty is commodities. As mentioned earlier, cryptocurrencies aren't regulated the way other exchanges are. It is illegal to manipulate markets on regulated exchanges like the New York Stock Exchange. And if manipulation does occur, there are ways to address it. Uh, the main tool, legal tool we have is, uh, is a law called the Commodity Exchange Act. The Commodity Exchange Act uh, prohibits um, manipulation of commodities um, that are associated with futures contracts. And it even makes it certain kinds of manipulation criminal. So 
while cryptocurrency manipulation tactics are similar to the tactics on regular markets. Due to the lack of regulation on these exchanges, there isn't much lawyers like David can do. One of the biggest issues is that many of these exchanges are not based in the United States. So as a, as a commodities lawyer who sees now a lot of fraud, a vast amount of fraud in the cryptocurrency space, um, the frustration is that many of these uh, exchanges have based themselves outside of the United States. So um, although there are many U.S. investors who have managed to find ways to trade on those exchanges, they will not be protected by U.S. laws. And there's nothing we can really do to help those investors. We get calls all the time from investors who have been harmed. And one of our first questions will be, what exchange was it? You know, where is it? And if these exchanges aren't based in the U.S., legally, their hands are tied. What, what we are, would like to see would be some sort of agreement that would bring all cryptocurrency exchanges back into some sort of regulatory um, state that... Um, that prevents them from taking advantage of, of, uh, of investors. This does, however, go against the ethos of cryptocurrency, decentralization. Many crypto investors choose to invest in cryptocurrency because they're detached from government and unregulated. Okay, so this is definitely a tough thing that I've battled with a little bit because I have very libertarian principles and that's one reason why I got into crypto so heavily and it caught my eye so much but ultimately I do think that if we want cryptocurrency to be a worldwide standard that regulation will have to come and it, it's it's a necessity pretty much in order for for it to be as big as what we all, you know, aspire it to be. While Biden recently signed an executive order calling on regulators to work together on establishing cryptocurrency regulation, nothing has been set in stone yet. So, manipulation will continue to occur unchecked on cryptocurrency exchanges across the globe. And as of now, none of it is illegal. Head over to our website to see cases we've worked on and to stay up to date on our most recent investigations.